Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode on Beyond the Bikini Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about a term that I've been throwing around pretty frequently on my Instagram, and that is going to be body fat set point. But before we jump into today's podcast, I just want to remind you guys that on Beyond the Bikini Radio, the only way that we can grow is through ratings and reviews. So make sure you just take a minute to give this podcast a rating and a review. I would love to see that and make sure you screenshot this episode or any episode that you find helpful for you and tag my Instagram handle, which is Nicole Ferrier Fitness. And everything is down below if you guys need more information on me, my coaching services, and also just my other um, you know, ways to find me. But okay, so today we're talking about body fat set point. And I have been using this term a lot because this is a point where most people will get in their reverse dieting phase. And I am going to kind of debunk a couple things and yeah, just go further into it. So body fat set point in essence is basically your maintenance point and that's where your body isn't changing at all. Um, It's where you feel healthy, it's where you feel strong, it's where your hormones are balanced, it's where you're sleeping properly, that you have satiety signals after your meals. That is where your body fat set point is and it's going to be variable person to person and of course like your height is going to take an account to where your body fat set point is but i think the most important thing to take notes on is it's going to come from your genetics so for example um i'm going to use myself for you guys to like reflect on and whenever i'm competing and cutting down for a competition i'm really fighting my body's natural body fat set point Um, for my body, anywhere below 135 is a struggle to maintain below that. And my body, um, even when I was like in high school, I was like growing to, I was like around 125 and then I developed my eating disorder, which I basically was fighting my body fat set point and trying to diet below that. And this is another issue I see is so many women are fighting their body so much just to maintain five pounds below their body fat set point when in reality, if they would just let themselves gain that five pounds, they would be able to feel a lot more relaxed, to not feel so restricted, to not feel so obsessed with the scale. And I think we put so much value into a certain number when there's no reason to do that. I mean, nobody knows what you weigh. Nobody even really cares what you weigh. And muscle weighs more than body fat. And I am sitting in my closet right now recording this podcast and you guys just heard a massive beep. Um, but continuing on. So for the body fat sub point, it's going to be variable person to person. I, w- I will say it's going to be a range too because your body weight is going to fluctuate um, plus or minus three pounds. And then also during your cycle, 
your weight will fluctuate upwards to um, even up 10 pounds within like your PMS time. And then during your cycle, it should decrease in weight. So for body fat set point, um, a couple like signs that you're fighting it would be you're having to diet on low calories to maintain your current shape. So that would be um, below 1500 calories for females out there. That could also look like high amounts of cardio. So if you're having to do cardio um, five times a week for more than, you know, 30 minutes per session, I would say that you're, you know, really, really on a dieting phase. And if your body fat or body weight is at a certain level um, and you're trying to get it lower than that, it's going to be really hard. And, you know, that's also why you see so many bikini competitors, like those girls who are stepping on stage who are super lean, um, where you can see all their lines and everything, like nobody is stepping on stage at their like natural, natural shape. Like I, I would, I would argue that maybe 1% of the population could look like that naturally and be healthy. Um, Again, being leaner isn't necessarily better when it comes to females too. Like I hear so many females saying, oh, I just wish I was below 18% body fat or 15% body fat. Well, are your hormones going to be compromised if you're below that? Is your energy going to be super low? Are you not going to have any libido? Are you going to have a hard time sleeping? Are you going to be cold all the time? Are you going to have cravings all the time and be thinking about food? Like, is it really worth maintaining 15% body fat if all you're doing is thinking about all these other variables and you're not even able to enjoy that body? So for me, accepting like where my body fat set point was took a lot of rewiring I would say um in my head like I I thought like that 125 was like enough like that's plenty of weight for me to be like I don't need a weight heavier than that and then I realized well my hair isn't super healthy um my period still isn't here my energy is still super low um my calories aren't super high right now and my energy just would dip throughout the day and I would still have to be reliant on caffeine and I was kind of like covering it up with caffeine and I had to you know look at myself and say okay maybe it's 1:30 got to 1:30 I was still not super high calorie I um still pretty low energy and again like it's just checking in with yourself and saying is this going to be a maintainable healthy place for me and for example if you're at a body fat set point for yourself you'll be able to go out to eat, you'll be able to um, have higher calorie days, and your weight will remain the same. Um, For example, I went to New York, I didn't track for three days, I did have a few glasses of like alcohol, Um, I had like all my meals out because our hotel didn't have like a fridge or a microwave, I was like eating protein bars, um, rice cakes, and would try to get veggies whenever we'd go out to eat. But I'd also have like a carbohydrate and protein source. And yeah, so the calories were probably off, like my macronutrient profile was probably off. But when I came back from my trip, despite being a little dehydrated and having like travel fatigue, my weight was the same. And even last night, so last night I went out for sushi. Um, I tracked half of my day and I am the same weight. And my weight's been this way for three, no, yeah, 
about two and a half months now where if I'm going out to eat, it stays the same. If I track my macros, it stays the same. If I miss a workout, it stays the same. The only time where my weight will kind of change is during my cycle, which that's natural for me where I hold water weight. So that is where a maintenance point is for your body. That's when you can be really flexible with your nutrition and your weight will stay the same. And this blows a lot of females' minds, but the reality is, is I were to maintain my weight around 125, if I were to go out to eat, my weight would be up easily like three to five pounds. I mean, post-competition, if I have like a meal out, we have treats backstage, my weight will be up upwards of like eight pounds. Um, Now, is that primarily fat gain? No, it's mostly like water, but still, that's just kind of like a red flag that you're not at your maintenance point. And again, this is going to look different for everybody. And a healthy body fat percentage for a female is going to be, this is technically called normal, is between 20 and 25% body fat. A athletic body fat percentage for a female is going to be anywhere below um, 20 to 15. And then below 15 is considered at risk. And what at risk means is you're at risk for health consequences from being so lean. And that would be a loss of period. And when you lose your period for a prolonged period of time, not only can that affect your fertility, but that can also affect your um, bone mass as well. And you can develop osteopenia, which can turn into osteoporosis, which is irreversible once you develop that. So basically, you could be 30 years old, but have the bones of like an 80 year old, which is not good. So we need our cycle, not only for that, but it's just, it's good for your body. Okay, it's healthy to have. Um, And again, if you're on birth control, it's going to kind of like hide the fact that you missed your period because the cycle that you're having isn't a natural bleed. It's considered like a hormonal bleed. So it's only caused through the pill or through um, like your IUD. So however your cycle is coming, it would have to be natural for you to monitor that. But, you know, there's other ways too. again, talking about like the low energy, dry skin, hair falling out, um, no libido, thinking about food all the time. These are all like signs that you're under eating. So if you think that this is you, this is when I'd recommend implementing in a reverse diet. And I have, you know, talked about this um, like a million times on my podcast. There's over 100 episodes here on Beyond the Bikini. So you can always, you know, just search reverse dieting and you'll get more details there. Um, or you can always check out my Instagram. But basically, in essence, a reverse diet is slowly increasing your calorie intake while decreasing your cardio. And I think that you should get to a point where you don't want more food and you feel satisfied and full throughout the day. That to me is good feedback that you're eating enough because if you're at the point where you're like, oh, I could still eat more, I could still eat more. I think a lot of females will like shame themselves for like wanting to eat more than 2000 calories a day. But a lot of females need to do that, especially if your goal is to gain muscle mass. And for females out there, um, most of you are under eating and I know a lot of females who have to go all the way up to like 2,500 and even 2,700 calories just because they're very active and they're training a lot. So they have to, you know, make up with nutrients. So it's going to be variable person to person on how high your calories need to be in order to get to that maintenance point. And if you are kind of like turning to another direction, if you're very overweight or even like obese, Um, I would say that that's 
probably not your body's natural set point, okay? So nobody's body wants to be unhealthy, and that's unhealthy in an underweight way, unhealthy in a low body fat way, but also unhealthy in a overweight way and um, really, really high body fat percentage way because, you know, there's health consequences for either direction there. So if you're overweight, you have to kind of look at what you're currently doing um, and tracking your intake and focusing on whole foods there. But I also think it's really important to kind of um, take into account with a grain of salt your BMI um, and see where that would be. So BMI, again, I'm not like crazy about it, but that's just simply because if you have more muscle, sometimes it will say you're overweight when you're not. But for females, um, you can use that kind of as a baseline. Let's say if you're over, um, you know, 35% body fat, you might need to use that to gauge where your maintenance point would be. And again, you know, maybe your maintenance point is slightly higher, but I would argue to say that nobody's body really wants to be at a point where um, you're really overweight because our bodies want to be able to move easy. Our bodies want to be able to be fit and, you know, take care of ourselves. And, um, I think that a lot of people have to, you know, just really check in with themselves. And for example, speaking of genetics, so my family is primarily overweight, obese, and even morbidly obese. So they're like 200, 300 pounds. Um, yeah, that's like the average. So I am probably one of the smallest people in my family, but I am the result of my lifestyle habits. I am the result of my training. I am the result of my nutrition. Um, can my body, you know, gain weight? Yes. So like, for example, I'm not like a stick. I'm not, if I am like super lean and super small, I have to try very, 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 very hard to maintain that. It takes a lot of precision there. It's possible, um, but it's also not healthy for me to maintain. So for my body, um, like my natural set point is still within like a normal range on the BMI. Uh, My body fat is probably, I would assume around 20% right now. Um, And I feel healthy. I feel strong. My my body is out of maintenance where it doesn't fluctuate crazy on the scale. And I look very small compared to everyone else in my family. And again, that is just the result of my lifestyle habits. So I don't want people to go through like the blame game too when it comes to genetics where they're like, well, everyone in my family is overweight. Everyone is this, everyone is that. No, don't look at everyone else. Okay. What do you need to do? What are the habits that you need to develop? Are you even tracking your nutrition? Do you have an idea of like what macronutrients are? Um, have you ever flipped a label and read it? Are you training at all? Are you getting any sort of movement during your day? Okay, you have to give yourself some tough love and ask yourself these questions in order to, you know, really see the big picture there. So that in essence is basically what body fat set point is. Again, post competition, I'm going to, you know, touch on competitors too, where they're coming out of a show. I see so many competitors that are like praising themselves for only being 10 pounds above stage weight or 15 pounds above above stage weight. And let me remind you that your weight for stage is probably way outside your body fat set point, as in it is below your body fat set point. And females out there, if you're gaining 20 pounds, 25 pounds, and 30 pounds, 
And let's say you gain 20 pounds and you're still not getting your period and you still don't feel good. Um, and you guys, if you're a competitor, you know what I mean by feeling good. Um, and don't lie to yourself by saying like, oh, I feel good. I feel good. And like you're tired all the time and you're still relying on caffeine or you're still thinking about food a lot. Like, no, you don't feel good. Stop lying to yourself. So ask yourself, do I feel good? And let's say you're 15 pounds above stage weight and you're still struggling with energy. You're still struggling with feeling motivated in the gym and recovery is bad and your strength isn't going up. Okay, maybe you need to go up, you know, 17 pounds or 20 pounds and or even 25 pounds. Again, your height's going to take an account here too because the taller you are, you probably can get away with gaining more weight. So again, too, like with calories, like my body, I am probably... 25 pounds above stage weight and stage weight is just like a dumb number to take into account too because that's the result of low calorie um high cardio very low carbohydrate depleted body um and I don't want my stage weight to be that low again like I want to step on stage at a higher weight because of like lean muscle tissue so I'm taking that into account with like my weight gain I'm not freaking out about it and I also used to like praise those girls where I'm like oh my gosh like she's only 10 pounds above stage weight and she's eating this much food like eventually you're gonna gain body fat and you have to be okay with that and you have to be okay with being within a healthy range for your body um and not like oh I'm five pounds above stage weight like nobody gives a flying f okay be healthy your body can't put on muscle tissue. If you are, you know, under eating, you have to gain some weight and gaining weight is not a bad thing. Okay. Especially as a competitor in the sport of bodybuilding, if you're not having a season of growth, a season of, you know, being a little uncomfortable and having a little bit higher body fat, you're probably never going to be successful in the sport because you're going to look the same and never put on that lean tissue to change your shape. So especially after watching the Arnold Classic. The girls are getting really big and really muscular now, even in the bikini division, which is going to require some calories. But guys, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I know body fat subpoint, there's a lot of confusion there. And I think so many females are fighting their body and its natural place where it needs to sit. And honestly, I would say implement a reverse diet if you feel like you are chronically, you know, under eating a little too much cardio, you can make improvements there. And then if your weight goes up, you know, three pounds, think about it. If your weight's up three pounds, you're able to eat out more. You're able to eat over 2000 calories a day. Your lifts feel really good. Your quality of life has drastically improved with those three pounds. So just accept it. And honestly, nobody can even notice those three pounds. And yes, my closet beeped at me again. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, if you found that this episode was helpful for you, make sure that you screenshot it and tag me at Nicole Ferry Fitness and share it with someone else. And I hope that you all have a great rest of your day. We'll see you in the next one. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. 
There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.